What the fuck is up, everybody? Welcome to the Great Girth Podcast. One half of your favorite fat duo here with the other half, of course, Austin Buddies. How are you? Please I'm ignore that fucking How you? <laughs> I don't know. Don't even, you know? I have no idea why I went into that route. I was just like, you know, I fucking was up. No. Um, shit, uh, we got a. We got quite a treat for you guys tonight. We're going to be doing a review of the Batman as well as Daily Wire's new um, feature film, the Hyperions. Uh, we'll uh, for each one we're going to do spoiler free, and probably yeah, we'll cut it down to like doing spoiler free versions, and then we'll warn you guys, and we're going to do spoilers of both, just so you're not confused. But that's kind of what we're going to do right. uh we'll start out with um fuck it let's start with the batman um it's a long movie but it shouldn't surprise you because the nolan films are about the same they're between two and a half to three hours so i don't understand the complaint that's been going on but it does feel like a three-hour movie this movie is long as shit but that being said <clears throat> i don't have a lot of complaints about it except for it's really weird it looks weird. It feels weird. This is a different type of Batman movie. This is more of like a horror detective film movie. So don't go in expecting this to be all colorful and shit. Or, you know, like with the Nolan trilogy, it was very realistic looking. This definitely looks like it came from a comic book. And I actually kind of liked that. It was, like I said, it's a little weird. It's definitely like a neo-noir. It has like a, you know, 50s feel to it, but it's modern day uh it's very graphic extremely violent it pushes the r rating or pg-13 rating but it's you know it's close to rated r it's like holy shit uh honestly i thought that robert pattinson did a great job as batman when he was in the suit i completely forgot who he was so that's all i could ask for he needs to work on the bruce wayne thing because without spoiling it too much I have no idea how anybody in this universe wasn't like, that's Batman. Because he's the same guy. He's not really a Bruce yeah. Wayne. <clears throat> Bruce that's Wayne something is, that's going to have to be fixed. For those of you who are... Yeah, for those of you who are listening, um, Bruce Wayne's not really in this movie at all. It's all Batman. And, uh, yeah, and even, even when, when he doesn't Bruce have a cowl on, he's still Batman. Yeah, this was a very, very but, different type of Batman movie. But this oh, is my favorite Batman <clears throat> date. So you're going to put like, that on your number one, solely basically? Just, um, no, oh, no, 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 no. It's not the best movie. It's not the best Batman movie. But it's your favorite, but like, as a okay. character, this is my favorite Batman um, okay. this is my favorite Batman. This is my favorite Gordon. This is my favorite Catwoman. Um, I mean, this movie was made, and they just. It, I always talk about how people make movies don't understand who Batman or who Superman is. Um, now when we get into spoiler territory, we'll talk about the big issue I had. Movie was 
close to understanding who Batman is and screwed it up a little bit. It was it was almost a perfect Batman. And the very, right. very end they kind of screwed it up. But besides that besides besides that last little piece, this Batman is Batman for ninety eight percent of the movies and it's perfectly Batman. And it's and those people look at this too. It's this isn't Batman after he's got all his together either. This yeah, Batman, this is like year two. Like still only a few years in, he's learning still. There are things he does, and it kind of comes back and bites him in the butt. He puts himself in bad, bad situations, but he learns from it. He's and he's constantly learning and testing himself, and he's trying to feel out where he is in the world. Right. Um. But yeah, I you really, know, I really like this Batman. No, I like it too. Um, I enjoyed it. I was not disappointed at all. It took me a little bit to get into. I'm not going to lie about that. It was a slow start for me, but once I was settled, I was totally fine and on board with it. I can't really judge Andy Serkis' Alfred because we don't get very much of him, so that's kind of... I will say this, though. I liked it a whole lot more than Jeremy Irons' Alfred, but um, Colin Farrell is easily the best part of the movie. He steals the show completely. Um... I liked uh, I always 100%. Um, Penguin's the best part of the movie. Yeah, and I, I can't ever say her fucking name, but the actress that played Catwoman, I thought she did great. I still like Anne Hathaway's Catwoman a little more, but to me, they're almost similar. It's just one is more urban Catwoman than anything, which is fine. They're like, they're the same character, but different backgrounds. So it's, I'm on board with it. Paul Dano as the Riddler was really good. Without getting into spoiler territory, you can't really compare him to Jim Carrey. This is a completely different Riddler character. What they said from like movie, like you know, reviews and stuff with critics is uh this Riddler is more of like a Zodiac killer. Which again, without getting into spoilers, that's a hundred percent correct. That's pretty much what this is. This is a more serious version. I liked it though. I mean, I really don't have much to complain about. Now, <clears throat> before I give it like a full on rating. I will say this. Uh, when we did the last episode where we were ranking Batman movies, I would say that this one pushed... Um, to me, this one got number three. It pushed Dark Knight and Batman 1989 further down. So for me, it's a Dark Knight Rises, Batman Begins, and then this one. Really good. Really solid movie. I'm fully on board with seeing more. I know it's going to be a while, obviously, because DC has this tendency to do different things. They're doing different, like, universes within a universe. So it'll be a while before we get another one. It did well. The only people that bitched about it were critics. But a lot of the fanboys and not even diehard, you know, comic fans liked it. So Ben Shapiro is a little didn't like it a lot either. Do you see Ben Shapiro's? Um, no, I was curious because. Ben see, I would have thought he would have liked it. hate this movie. He hates it. Well, a lot of the Daily Wire staff does. I've been watching. So I read a report that they did, and it was like, um, basically, it's woke, but it's not broke. And I was like, well, it's not necessarily woke. Like, there are, we've talked about this even after the movie came out. There's themes of wokeness, and they point to white privilege every now and then. There's little things they throw at you, but they don't full-on lecture you. 
because here's the thing the nolan trilogy is a lecture it's about how evil capitalism is about how evil rich white people are like those themes are very present this one it's not really that it's just more about certain people that need to pay the price for what was done in the past that's what it is but yeah there's little jabs you know i didn't watch shapiro's review on it i thought he would have liked it because shapiro loves loves dc movies especially the dark ones like me i love that and that's what i liked about this is it's actually really really dark this movie is almost depressing but that's what i enjoyed about it i was like holy shit this movie is like really gritty it's kind of fucking scary in some cases it feels like frightening in a sense you really feel like you're on the journey with the batman in this one so i mean i was shocked that daily wire just like shredded it but again political agenda and all you know um aside from that though man i i didn't hate it at all here's the thing there are a bunch of losers on the internet right now who are trying to draw a bunch of conclusions about stuff and make it about being offended this right right now there's a whole group of these super like retarded right-wing guys who are doing the same thing we complain about um democrats doing just trying to find a reason to be to be um, upset upset. yeah they're like oh oh jim gordon's black and the mayor's black and and um and and everybody who everybody who's good is black and everybody yeah all that shit (laughs) um Hey Austin, you froze on me, bro. But who's bad is white. The character in the field is a white man, Batman. Sorry, like, you froze you up, but I got, I got most of that. You just froze up for a minute, but uh, no, I it's just go ahead. Yeah, it's just a, it is just a bunch of whiny crybabies looking for things to uh, be offended to complain by. about. Yeah, because that's the thing is like, you know. uh, I used to be like, if it's going to have any wokeness in it or any of that shit, I won't see it. But now I kind of give them a chance. If it's like overblown fully about woke and, you know, lesbian characters and trans characters, then I'm just not going to try to invest my time. But shit like this, where it's like, what? They've mentioned white privilege once, once in three hours. It's, it's okay. them pushing that agenda of white they're not pushing it yeah it's 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 her and it's kind of there is kind of this era uh this aura of like the people in power are corrupt but that's every batman movie that's every batman movie yeah and the thing is too is i'll admit i wasn't like i wasn't too happy about uh gordon being black just because We've never had a black Gordon. But here's the thing. I like the actor because he was in the show I had seen called Westworld. And he's creepy, dude. I was like, oh, he might be interesting. By the time I sat down, I didn't even notice that he was the black guy. I was like, okay, it's just another Gordon. It's a completely different version, but it's Jim Gordon. I don't think you would watch it and not think that. Like, it was, yeah, it's a little weird because you're like, okay, well, Gordon isn't black. But, like, who gives a fuck once you're into it? Because it goes back to what me and you talk about. I don't care if it's a gay character or a colored character or whatever. Can the actor do it? Can the actor be and, good enough to, you know, and he did, you know. The thing that upset me about Ben Shapiro's um, 
The thing that upset me about Ben Shapiro's review is he said Jim Gordon sucked in this and did nothing. It's like the reason this the Jim whole time. Gordon, the reason this Jim Gordon is better than every other Jim Gordon we've ever got is because this Jim Gordon was involved the entire yeah. movie. Right. Without spoiling like this, too much, he was definitely involved. More than fucking all- Gary Oldman was. You get a lot of Jim Gordon in this. Um, yeah, he's pretty I mean, much. A, you get a lot of Jim Gordon in this. Right. Like, if you want to be honest here, if you were to do like a, a billing of the cast, he would probably be the second name on the poster. He's basically the co-star of this movie. He really is. He's in this more than Catwoman. He's in this more than Riddler. Like, there is a lot of Jim Gordon in this. And I didn't understand that because... You know how Gary Oldman and the uh, previous ones, he was very involved too. But like, again, we're kind of getting the spoiler territory. But in this one, he is like with Batman. Like the entire time. He's basically with him, not even as a sidekick. He's just partnering with him. So, I mean, I liked it. I didn't have any issue with it at all. I think my only real complaint was just that it felt like a weird movie. You got to really sit down and turn your brain off and not try to think too much about why it's always raining out, why it looks shitty. It's it's New York. But anyway, like, aside from that, yeah, they I didn't like very the... Much late 80s, early 90s New York City. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like is that Paul Dano as the Riddler is very much hidden in this movie because as you've seen in the trailer, the Riddler wears a mask. Now, before we get into the spoilers, there's a reason for that mask. It's just... That kind of sucked. I was like, man, I wanted to see more of Paul Dano. But, again, we'll talk about that later in the spoilers. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to give this movie, like, what did we do last time? Was it, like, a 1 out of 10? Like a, like yeah, a meter scale? I'm going to definitely give this one an 8. This is a really good one. This didn't disappoint. I thought this was a really good inches fucking movie. How many... How many inches of girth? This is an eight-incher. <laughs> yes. This is for an sure eight an eight-incher. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm I'm right. I agree 100% mm-hmm. with you. I'm at an eight out of ten. Um, I think the if the end is a little bit stronger, we'll talk about the end here in a minute. Yeah. Um, I think the end is what really yeah. kind of brings it down from a, from a nine. But we'll talk about that now that we're into spoilers. Should we uh, talk so, about... No, let's Hyperion finish Batman first. first, then talk about Hyperion's after. Okay. All right, well, um, fuck it. From Unless this you... point forward, here's the thing. Well, I'm pretty sure a lot of people haven't watched Hyperion because of the fact that you need a subscription. So yeah. from this point forward, this episode is like full-on spoiler. Um, in three, two, one... All right, so if you're still here, you want to hear the spoilers, uh, the spoiler talk. Um, the ending, I did not like. The reason why is because it's so quick. And, you know, like the whole grand scheme, the twist at the end, is cool. Like, you learned about the Riddler's official plot. That is cool. That's why the mask comes into play. The Riddler's essentially a terrorist. Like, okay, that's whatever. How they ended it, though, was kind of like, uh, what the fuck? Well, All right, off, I guess. Does it, the, here's my big issue with the movie. 
Riddler, Paul Dano gives himself up. Just gives himself. He doesn't. Batman doesn't outsmart him. He doesn't out. He doesn't do. He doesn't do anything to like. Yeah, he be gives better himself up. Him. He just gives himself up, and it's like, uh, you robbed us of this awesome, of Batman just proving how awesome he is. By well, by 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 having <clears throat> him give up, and that part really upset me. We are talking about like, oh, this is a super smart, uh, great detective. Batman and we're gonna really yeah, hold no. on this and then he's just not he's just not gonna be good enough at the end to well not that irritated me too him. well yeah that irritated me because he didn't have a final showdown with him now I know why they did it though because he was the distraction because he was supposed to be there while Riddler's plan played out basically meaning he got the last laugh well Batman figures it out like fuck something else is you know at stake here but then the problem with that is is he's not having that final showdown I was like well fuck like every other Batman movie we've ever got there's usually a final fight scene of some sort and we didn't get that but the way it ended it sounds like we're gonna get that like there's gonna be more Riddler for sure guarantee you they'll do a costume change I didn't have an issue with his costume. It was just the mask was really stupid to me because this was more of like a a hidden Riddler, I guess. I just didn't like the mask. I was like, man, it's so weird, but they did it for a reason. So, you know, it, it worked out kind of. It was just hard to adjust to. And um, shit, dude, uh, I thought that the whole Coliseum thing was pretty cool, too, like – you know, the last well, time we saw that was in Dark Knight Rises, and that was pretty effective. Well, this is where I agree with Ben Shapiro. Um, this That end scene is really cool until the very end when Batman becomes this, oh, I don't need to be vengeance, I need to be hope. And the yeah. issue is, is that Superman? That's not Batman. Batman right. and Superman's great like parallel is that Superman is this, I am not going to kill the criminal underground in my city by scaring them. I'm going to give people hope that they don't have to live that life. Batman is, the reality is not everybody can live that life. And I just have to scare people so bad that they don't do bad crap. Yeah, it goes back to that funny ass meme where it's the Superman logo, this symbol means peace. Then the Batman logo, this symbol, symbol, this logo symbol means that you're about to get your ass whooped. That's yeah, essentially what that is. I'm When they're literally talking about uh, he, uh, Robert Pattinson comes over, he goes, well, he said, I, I can't be everywhere. And there's <clears> a scene, there's a, a string of scenes of people doing um, illegal things. Shit, yeah. And they kind of like look in the shadow. They see the bat logo in the sky. They look in the shadows and they stop what they're doing and they run away. Like there's a group of guys who are trying to, there's a guy trying to rob a convenience store and then he sees the bat logo. And instead of robbing the convenience store, he sees this um, like dark um, shadow area and it's, and he's free, he freaks him out and he runs away and he goes i can't be everywhere but i can make everybody in this whole town so scared right. I'm, gonna be there I'm in the shadows yeah that they're too scared to do illegal stuff and i'm like that's batman they're doing it oh my god yes mm, batman's right. not this batman isn't this crazy like superhuman um person who could do everything and be everywhere that like a bunch of these movies portray him to be super 
Batman is 95% of his ability of his crime fighting is just playing mental games of pure fear. Yeah. That's his right, biggest and that's yeah, and, and I'm I'm literally smiling like a like a like a six year old kid at a Chuck E. Cheese in this movie theater. I'm because I'm just so happy. Like, oh my god, this is Batman. They're doing it finally. Well, and yeah, the very, like, yeah, the very end of the tone change. Although I liked the Batmobile on this, it took me a while to get used to. Like the more I thought about it, I thought it was cool because. You know, I was kind of like concerned because I was like, oh, it's an American muscle car, basically, but it's not. It's juiced out. Like, this thing was fucking cool. And again, this isn't early age Batman. This isn't like a seasoned Batman. This is going to grow. So I thought it was cool. I didn't understand the whole bitching about his suit. Like, people were mad about the suit. And I was like, dude, I think the suit's kind of cool. That looks pretty realistic for someone that's just learning how to do this shit. Everything else. You know, from the Nolan trilogy? Yeah, I like the suit, but you could tell that's, like, not how it would go. Yes, they kind of touch on him growing over time, but, like, the suit just looks cool every time. It's supposed to kind of come off as, like, a little bit like this is the standard package. We're moving up towards gold. So I like that. The only thing I didn't like about it was, and people probably like this, the fucking his bat symbol comes off for him to use. I was kind of like, ah, eh, that's very like nineties child toy package, but whatever. I mean, like it didn't, it didn't destroy the character. So I thought it was funny as hell too, that like he learns from his mistakes, the fucking scene yeah. where he's like, I got to fly, lets his shit out. <clears throat> and he hit, he goes under that underpass and it fucking knocks him down. And the parachute's, like, useless, basically. That was cool because I'm like, you know, we don't actually ever get that. We don't ever get to see him make mistakes where, you know, he fucks up for a minute and he's like, shit, now I'm hurting, I gotta go. You hardly see that in any of these movies. Yeah, you see it a little bit in Batman Begins, but it's, what, him running across the roof and then landing on the fire escape? Like, that wouldn't happen. He'd fall all the way fucking down. Like, there's, it's gotta be more realistic. And this one really was, even though it was... A little bit weirder. Like, this movie almost looked like it was in a post-apocalyptic future. But it was modern day, and it had comic book vibes. It felt like something out of a comic book. And I loved that they used a lot of... Uh, they they brought they took a lot of source material from um, Halloween, the long... Or, the long Halloween. That was fucking awesome. I, I love that series. It's one of my favorites. So, I mean, it was kind of cool to see that... They were using some of that, and the acting in it is great, too. I didn't have any issue with any of the actors in it. I thought it was fucking awesome. There's some people in here, too, that are A-listers that you don't really recognize until a little bit, because they play, like, supporting roles. Like, you remember the uh, the DA that's got the bomb around his neck? Yeah, he's a famous actor. He's in a lot of movies, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's, oh, my God, that's, yeah, that's him. And I was like, damn, he plays a small role, but it's effective. So, I mean... I loved it. Uh, I really don't have any issues. Just just that one with the end. And I'm really not excited about the choice I made for the Joker. But he is a good actor, too. We didn't I'm see so enough excited. of him. I'm so excited. Well, we the, didn't see the, enough of him. That's whole, my thing. This, this whole movie felt like the Arkham games. That's why well, yeah. I love this so much. It felt yeah. like 
it felt like the um, director here just watched, played all the Arkham games and was like, this is Batman. Yeah. Let's well, do this. Well, the director is amazing. Matt Reeves, I've never seen a movie he made that was horrible. Like, he did the Planet of the Apes 2 and 3 movies. He did, um, God, what's that other one I was watching the other night, man? He's a fucking good director. So I was shocked. Like, I was like, Matt Reeves is going to do this? Hell yeah. So I was excited for that. When they announced that it was him, I was like, yeah, he knows storytelling very well. So, but the thing is, is I didn't go in with high hopes because I was like, man, it just, there hasn't been a good Batman in a long time. But I, I liked it. I want to see more. And I'm kind of hoping. Yeah, dude, I really was. Because the trailer, like I had told you, to me, the trailer, it looked like it showed too much. I was like, oh, I think we know a little too much more than we should. But not the case at all. When you go in there, there's like way more. And it's one of those movies where you really have to pay attention. If you miss something, that's everything. You're like, fuck, now I'm screwed. So definitely take a piss before you watch this movie. 100% three hours long. Make sure you yeah. have something to eat and drink. Like it's a long, It feels like a three-hour movie. But it's cool. I mean, I liked everything about it, everyone in it. So can't complain. Um, now, um, now, so just something to kind of prove everybody that how good Colin Farrell was. They've already announced we're getting a Penguin spinoff. Yeah, I read that article and then, and, you sent me. And Reeves is going to be the executive producer. Oh, perfect! At least he'll have some sort of say in it. Because so yeah, the, so I love excited. Um, I'm sure we'll get it soon too. Yeah, it's next year, 2023. We'll probably mm. be on HBO. Now, speaking of superhero movies, let's talk about a complete tone change. Um, I watched, uh, I didn't watch the premiere of the the Hyperions, but I did watch it, you know, like last night around 10. Um, I actually am surprised at how much I liked this movie. I had no high hopes for it, but I loved it because this is what an original comic book movie is supposed to be. It's not a bunch of high-tech chase scenes. It's not a lot of big-budget shit thrown into it. This is a character development movie. That's why I liked it. But my issue with it, it was that it was... The story was, like, odd. The, the, the setting was weird to me. I was like, okay, all of this over the theme of, you know, family. Family comes first. Family's important. And that's what this movie really is. That's why I liked it. So don't, like, what I will say to people is don't go into this expecting a big Marvel cinematic movie, because that's not what this is, and that's why it didn't get made until now, because they focus so much. Is don't go, this movie is, the Daily Wire should be sued for false advertising. Well, yeah, they made people think it was going to be a comedy, it's not. This movie, this movie, so, I didn't laugh a single time in this whole movie. No, it's a it's a family drama. It's not a comedy movie, at all. This movie is not funny. This movie is there's about fifty percent of this movie that's extremely boring and slow. And and on top of all of it, the acting was just so bad. Oh my it's god. It's cheesy. It is so I like Carrie every, in it though. Everybody everybody's acting at 130%. And it feels, it feels, oh my, it, you remember those old, you know those, 
you know those movies you used to watch in high in like elementary school, like Schoolhouse Rock, and oh, um, like the how to like, videos and shit. Yeah, and like yeah. the fitness gram, the fitness gram pacer test, the blah blah. Yeah, those. Well, that's what everybody's it was supposed acting to be. and trying to keep all trying to keep a bunch of little kids um excited. Yeah, the whole movie is like that, and it, this movie, I, I was I. I I immediately knew. I immediately knew when it was that they announced it. I was like, "This movie is either going to be super, super bad, or so average that I've 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 watched it once. I'm never watching it again." And it was so. I wouldn't. I'm. I wouldn't really own it, but as a comic book fan, I enjoyed it because this is what an original comic book movie would look like. And I'm talking like the nostalgia of the seventies, the golden age of comics, This, but it's not an action movie. That's the thing. This feels like the first daredevil movie. If you turn the lights on in the first, no, no, this feels exactly like the first, um, fantastic four movie. If you took every single good part that Chris Evans was in, I can definitely tell you went into this thinking it would be like the Avengers. <laughs> no, I went into this thinking it was gonna. Be, I went like I knew it wasn't was, gonna be great. I, I I knew it wasn't gonna be huge and awesome and fu- fun. Their their whole pitch was like this is a like, funny, um, like family film. And I was like, okay, yeah, it's so a family they're gonna, film. They're gonna go in as a family and they're gonna learn some deep lessons. And there's gonna be real stakes. There's no stakes ever in this movie. The the freaking professor has zero growth. He, we're getting into. Th- I um, love the professor, man. He's it, so it, funny. Into, into spoilers here. It's like quirky. So, so be ready. This professor is the same character from start to finish, except for the last five minutes of this movie, where randomly, for no reason, he just completely changes his mind on everything because he sees a picture of a watch. Completely. I didn't like the. Uh... Well, I didn't like the ending where he activates her power so he can talk to her, and they have that creepy one-minute stare down. Yeah, it's that was that was creepy. I ain't gonna lie, that was pretty sad to sit there through. I was like, ooh, I don't feel like comfortable with this at all. There is, there is a never any um, tension. B, you know immediately who the bad guy is. They try to do this weird, stupid surprise. This is the bad guy. You know who that bad guy is the whole freaking time because they play their cards right at the beginning. Right, where he shows up randomly. Yeah, random people show up for random reasons and never come back. Um, There's only... I actually... I lied. There is one place where I actually laughed. It's when they're getting ready to play that game, and he goes down and he's like, can I be me? And the old lady goes, I already picked them, so... (laughs) I was a little disappointed that um, what's-his-name from Cobra Kai was in it for, like, two minutes. He, like, is doing that practice thing, and he gets shot. Or, like, injured, and then he just sits in bed the rest of the time. And I was like, that's it? Like, they advertised him as yeah. a big part of the movie. Yeah, the, like, there are people in this movie who are in this movie for four minutes, and they're completely yeah. giant waste of time. This is an hour and a half movie that could have easily been 30 minutes. I liked, um, I fucking always forget his name, the the black actor, Alonzo or Alfonso. I can't, he used yeah. to be like, See, I thought he did great in this movie because he's a comedic actor. He's not funny at all in this. He's completely serious. None, none, of, them, the, none of Nobody's funny in this movie. There's the main actress kind of bothered me. Oh, I mean, she was everything really, is... She yeah, got on my nerves. 
She's one of those people. She acted so hard for everything. I, but she's bad. She's a bad actress. I don't care. She I makes don't even the worst decisions in this movie. It's so bad. Like, like there's a there's a scene where the professor goes there, and instead of instead of people being immediately being like, "Hey, someone kidnapped my daughter. I need these pieces. Can you help me out?" It's, "Hey, can we talk? Can we talk? Hey, listen to me. Why don't you listen to me? Let's talk. Hey, let's talk. Why don't you talk to me? Let's talk to. Me. Just say it." Say your problem, you freaking dweebs. Stop freaking playing around. And I don't blame the professor. This chick lied to him before and has been manipulated. She stole from his ass. Like, yeah. Like, I don't blame him for being pissed off. And he gets pissed off. He's like, you know what? I can't trust you. I cannot trust you. And he walks out the door. He walks into his office, talks to an eagle for three minutes, and then immediately has a 180 A mechanical eagle. A 180 degree turn and just looks at this picture and there's a picture of a watch in this picture and he goes well i guess that i have to trust her because there's a there's a picture of a watch in the like there's no explanation no one grows his characters in this everybody has an immediate 180 degree turn of what happens and why of any of their motivations nobody's motivation makes sense this movie gets a four out of ten for me I watched it to support Daily Wire. I'm never watching it again. It was not a good movie. I give it like a six and a half. I enjoyed it. And I guess like uh, the best way I can describe this movie, um, if you're, uh, I'd say if you were like my dad's age. So if you're someone that grew up during the golden age of comics, you'll appreciate this movie because it's a love letter to the 70s, basically. That's the best way to describe this movie. It's very 70s nostalgic. The only reason this movie gets a four, maybe a five, this scenery and the, the scenery and the scenes and the um, costumes, except for the tokens and the little arm piece. I, I kept looking like I was watching freaking those tokens and arm pieces reminded me of a Dak Nabin um, Power Rangers from the 80s. Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. They're supposed to be little goofy looking gadgets. Because everything, everything in this movie is about a gadget. So good. Everything else is so good. The scenery is great. Like the mansion the... is great. The uniforms are great. Well, the story, the movie definitely plays like a uh, 70s movie serial. So, like, yeah. it takes a bit of adjusting to get to as well. Because it's like, fuck, we keep jumping from place to place. I enjoyed that, though. I enjoyed that there wasn't a lot of big action. I like that we get a background story as to why this manipulative asshole is doing this to the professor my problem was is just that it it does feel kind of long and the ending feels weird there's really no payoff except for it's about the professor and this girl which was the theme of the movie is family but they overdid the issue, that part the issue is they didn't earn that payoff nobody grew everybody took the yeah. random if you want to watch a movie like this, don't watch this movie. Watch this movie to support conservative content creators. But if you want to watch like this, watch the Umbrella Academy. It's 95. It's the same themes, same everything. Literally, it's about a group of people who are skeptical Ugh. about their father figure. They argue about it. But the Umbrella Academy does it really <laughs> well. This movie sucks. Ellen Page, Ellen Page, Ellen Page, Ellen Page. <laughs> Because like, you mentioned it. So, I hate the show, but I love the comic series. I grew up reading Umbrella Academy. The Umbrella but like, Academy show is everything this is, 
uh, it, it's literally the exact same thing. The only difference is, is the actors in Umbrella Academy do a good job, and there's actual like character growth, and <clears throat> the payoff is built up and earned. In I think this show would have been so this movie would have been so much better as a TV show. I think that's where it went wrong. If this was a TV show. But, it, I mean, this movie just, every time it tried to make you care about a character, it fell flat on its face. This one's more of a one-and-done for me, although they're already talking about doing, like, spinoffs and stuff for some of the characters, which... No, I don't care about the characters To me, this is one-and-done. I don't, I don't care I don't need to anybody. see anymore. My thing is, too, is I want less comic book movies. I'm kind of getting over them, so I was like... Okay. All right, I guess I'll give it a shot with Daily Wire. Here's the thing. Give me as many comic book movies as possible. Just make them good movies. You could make that same Batman movie a hundred times that we watched the Batman movie and just change the character and keep the themes and keep keep the quality, and I'll watch every single one. The problem is, is these comic book movies are becoming a bunch of the same garbage over and over yeah. and over again doom patrol spinoffs literally sequels, doom, sequels. Doom, doom patrol umbrella academy and this are the exact same tv shows slash movies and there's like same, reboots of reboots. Same, same themes same everything umbrella academy is really good quality um freaking they uh with um Doom Patrol, it's actually funny, so they get away with it. This movie is neither funny, nor does it have good actors, nor does it have payoff or um like like you never you're never like, oh my god, are they gonna get her daughter back? You never think that. Never, ever. You never feel sorry for anybody. You never have any care feelings for anybody. I I, I just I went into this like this might be a funny, cute little thing where it's gonna be really high stakes. And they're going to come together and fight against the common enemy. And they're going to learn that being a family is more important than your individual talents. But then this movie came around. This What this movie taught you is you have to trust your family no matter what horrible, bad garbage they've done to you in the past. They And it doesn't – and they don't have to grow as a person. They don't have to improve better. They don't have to prove anything. If they're your family, it doesn't matter how they screwed you or steal from you or rob from you or abandon you in the past. You have to trust them no matter what because they're your family. They basically could have just put like a bunch of, have you seen the video of uh, this dude, like all these dudes that dress up like Dom from Fast and Furious and they're like family, family, exactly. family. Exactly. <laughs> this movie is just I mean, like, I don't know. I liked it, but it wasn't like amazing. I'm not going to sit there and say, go watch it. No, it's to me, it was a one and done thing. It was a cute little family movie. I would tell you, I would tell everybody, go watch it to support The Daily Wire. But if you want to support The Daily Wire, go watch it. But if you're like, oh, should I go out buy Daily Wire solely for this movie? Absolutely not. It's it's the worst movie Daily Wire has produced. Get Uh, a... I honestly, I don't... I don't advertise Daily Wire, but... I say get it for shut in and run hide fire. And Terror on the Prairie is coming. And Terror on the Prairie is coming. And I rewatched Run Hide Fight with my sister again uh, recently. Yeah, that movie is so good. No, it's really good. I've rewatched uh, all of them except, well, 
the Hyperons, I watched that today, this morning, just to get some notes on it. But I've watched Shut In like four times, Run Hide to Fight about two, three times. They're movies I would for sure own. But I'm excited for Terror on the Prairie, like to the point where I'm literally thinking, like, we should do, like, let's take that next day off and let's do, like, a movie night at my house or your house to a popcorn and shit. Like, I'm excited, man. I'm I'm really looking forward to that shit. But, I mean, I wasn't, like, impressed 100%. A little disappointed with it. It was all right, though, for... For what it was, I was like, yeah, it's not bad. It could have been worse than that, because I've seen worse fucking movies that I was looking forward to. That oh, one, yeah, I just knew there was from, something... It is it's far average. from the worst movie. And no. Go ahead. I think it's a bad movie that's made that's made slightly interesting for the first half an hour, because of how cool the sets are, and how cool, like, the styling and theming is and everything. Um, but really the ending is useless and uh, there's a whole there's a whole there's probably a solid 25 minutes where I just got zoned out almost. It was just so freaking like I had to like stop, rewind and rewatch like 30 minutes of this movie because I was just like, what the hell did I just watch? What happened? And I had to rewind and watch another half again. Well, ironically, my favorite part of it was the background of the main character getting pregnant and, like, just getting her whole story out there. That had, like, a really touching part to it. Sad as shit. Just because, you know, with, like, a what I've experienced in my childhood and shit, it's, like, really sad. It's like, damn, it hits home. But I did not like how they kept going back and forth from scenes. It was kind of like, fuck, where are we at right now? I'm so confused. I liked the little... The little chips, so I ain't gonna lie. I don't know why. I just look kind of cool. But I will say the costumes looked a little cheesy. I was like, eh. But they're supposed to for that. Again, this is a love letter to the 70s. This wasn't really like... I can understand why no studio would pick it up. That makes total sense. You know, like, you watch it and you're like, yeah, I can see why they didn't want this movie. But I think Daily Wire played it off as like, oh, they don't want this because of the tone and stuff like that. But Yes, to a certain no degree, but mostly probably just because they knew it wouldn't. Yeah, it just wasn't like, it's not the best and looking movie. The sad part is, this movie could have been really cool. I just think that director, I think this is his first time directing a film, was just in way yeah. over his head, didn't know what he was doing, and just kind of dropped the ball here. Like, he directed the movie before this, but not a popular one. This is his first, like, debut, if that makes sense. So it was kind of a risk but i think they knew they were running that risk because how much did this movie really cost to make i'm pretty sure it was like a sandwich it wasn't a high you know budget so i mean i think this was like a whatever to them here's what pissed me off though dude i was gonna watch the, the fucking premiere of this dude i waited until 6 30 6 30 hit the screen goes to black and then comes up with a nine minute countdown and I was like, what the fuck is this? I had to wait nine minutes. Then they do a trailer for the movie. And then it goes to black. And then it's an 11-minute pre-show with Michael Knowles and some chick. And I was like, what the fuck? When does this movie start? I was so irritated by that. 
that shit really annoyed me. I was like, why the fuck would you show me a trailer to the movie I'm going to watch? Why would you say it starts at 6.30 and then wait 45 minutes, basically? Like, what the fuck? I, was, I gave up, dude. Once that pre-show came on, I was like, fuck this. I'll watch it when it's available on Daily Wire. The premiere pisses me <laughs> off, dude. The premiere is bullshit, too, because when they did the premiere for Shut and Dude, it was, like, really fucked up for the first half hour because it did the same thing. It was, like, starting in 3, 2, 1, 10-minute countdown, and during that countdown, dude, neon lights, screen was fucked up and choppy. I was like, this isn't going <laughs> to go well. Like, I don't think this is going to go well. So I just didn't finish it. I was like, I'll wait. And then, yeah, once it went on to the wire, I was like, okay, we're good now. But, like, that's bullshit. And it's a premiere that, like, you can't pause it. Nothing. You have to go with it until it's over before you can go back and watch it again. So I'm like, well, you might as well wait till it's available yeah, on Daily t- Wire. Yeah, this is um, John McDonald, the guy who directed this. His first yeah. direction that wasn't a TV show. His first movie. Goddamn. It was average. I mean... Yeah, I've... Um, Run High Fight is the best Daily Wire movie so far. Then an entire like, two rungs down is... like Run High Fight's an excellent movie. Then two rungs down is Shudden, which is just which is an okay movie. I, I I don't know if I'll watch it again. I tried to watch it again with my sister, and like I just I didn't get through it. And she didn't get through it. Um, and then this this is the worst one. It's, <laughs> God, man, just it was all right. I like Shut In a little more than Run Hide Fight. Love Run Hide Fight though. This one was okay. I don't think I'd watch it again. Maybe I don't know. But the true one is Terror on the Prairie. Now that we're out of that conversation, yeah. though, I got to ask you, have you been listening to Crane & Co. at all? It's their uh, new Daily Wire sports podcast. Oh, no, I have not. It's pretty good, man. It's actually like got me interested in sports again. Got that like, woman who got fired from ESPN, right? Yeah. It's really good. Like I was listening to it, and it's definitely like anti-woke agenda and shit. It's just sports. It's funny, and they're on every day, so I'm like, okay, cool, and it got me wanting to, like, actually pay attention to sports a little bit. It's interesting. They're getting into a lot of shit. I mean, it was the number one podcast for that day when it came out, but, you know, they're, for a conservative content that started as just a podcast, they're making some huge moves, but we need bigger names. I, I only really care about football, so... Well, they right talk now, about there's not a lot of football to talk. Yeah, there's not a lot of football to talk about right now, so they probably talk mostly the, like the lockout and bait in basketball. I'm kind of like, yeah, oh, they were I, talking. Oh, wait till football. I'll probably start listening next week because next week is when yeah. the agency starts. But I'll start watching then. Well, they mostly talked about like MLB and how they're back finally because that whole shenanigan they were going through. Um. I'm going to use this episode as a test subject. I don't know if you saw this, but Anchor now has a video for Spotify option. So they released the audio, but they put your video file on Spotify, like Joe Rogan's, basically. Do you mind if I do that with this episode? Quality's not great, but I want to test it. (laughs) Just out of curiosity. Just to see if, I mean, our our audience is not on Spotify, actually. 
most of our audience, I think, is on the website. So I don't know because we're everywhere, but I'm looking at the numbers and I'm like, not a lot of people listen to us on Spotify. So, you know, they make for a good advertising purposes. But uh, I hate to cut it short, man, but I've got a long ass day ahead of me. And I'm assuming you're tired. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I figured we'd get this done now because I was like, eh, the weekend's hard. Um, Otherwise, thanks, guys, for listening. before you go, I'll quickly point yeah, out that Shut In is the highest ranked movie of the three. Really? Yeah, it's Shut In, then Hyperion's, then um, then Run High Fight. How is that possible? But honestly, because I think Run High Fight got a ginormous um, group of backlash people who were upset that it was a school shooting movie. Because I think that Run High Fight's far better movie than either of those two. That's so weird, though, that it's like, you know, even the when I was looking at the reviews of the Hyperions, it was very mixed, but there were a lot of praise for it. And I was like, I didn't feel the same praise as these people, but you know, I liked it, just not that much. Well, shit. Yeah, there, are, there are, someone had a, a pen out of pen. I was like, are you smoking crack? It's like somebody's grandpa needs to get away from the TV. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> But thanks, guys, for listening. Uh, check out the Batman. We rank that at, a, at an eight. The Hyperions, that's um, for Austin, it's a four. For me, it's a six. Uh, I wouldn't average say go rush. Five. Yeah, like I wouldn't say go rush to see it, but it's worth checking out if you have Daily Wire. Um, if you like what you heard here and you'd love to just check out the backlog and just zone in to listen to more shit come out of our mouths, check us out at thegreatgirthpodcast.com. Again, that is thegreatgirthpodcast.com. I am Tony here with my buddy Austin. Austin, sir, I will see you on the Friday episode. Adios.